Welcome to Knowledge on the Go, the podcast brought to you by the PI Collaboratives team at Vizient. I'm Courtney Furrow-White, Performance Improvement Program Director here at Vizient, and your host for today's episode. Today, we're talking about innovative technologies for use in the ambulatory care paradigm. Due to clinical necessity, the pandemic ushered in new care models and side-of-care shifts that will forever change where care is delivered. It has been proven that outpatient surgical shifts, the adoption of virtual visits, and the decanting of the emergency department to alternative care sites are possible as well as effective and are not expected to return to pre-pandemic levels. Anticipated declining inpatient volumes are the result of an accelerated surgical outpatient shift and the gradual scaling of risk-based payment models, remote monitoring, and hospital at home, which drives care delivery innovation in the home and ambulatory setting. As part of the Vizient's Ambulatory Success Integrated Performance Solution and our PI Collaborative, we recently invited our Vizient resident expert on technology and innovation, Dr. Joe Cummings, to present to participants describing some of the innovative and cool technologies that are transforming the way ambulatory care is delivered. So Dr. Joe, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Courtney. Happy to be here. So let's get to our first question of what does Dr. Joe know? In general, as you look at the ambulatory landscape, what are some of the new technologies you think could transform care? I think that there are a lot of new and pretty innovative technologies emerging in the ambulatory space right now. And these include a lot of what might be considered non-traditional types of medical technology, especially different types of computer and information technologies that I think could really be transformative for ambulatory care. Some of these potentially transformative technologies include things like iPhones and a lot of healthcare-related mobile apps for smartphones, the patient-centered personal electronic health record, other technologies like Alexa and Siri, a broad category of devices I call do-it-yourself diagnostics, and this includes the Internet of Things and wearables. There's artificial intelligence, both standalone and incorporated into just about everything these days. There are technologies like augmented reality and robotics, and then there's pods. So Dr. Joe, you just mentioned the pod as a technology. Can you explain what you mean by that? I like to think of the pod as a designated space containing an assortment of innovative medical technology, and it's also the place where ambulatory care is going to be delivered. So technically, the pod can be literal or it could be figurative. In the literal sense, you can think of it as a fully encapsulated kiosk. And you could put this kind of pod in a drugstore or an assisted living facility or even the lobby at the hospital. But wherever it is, the idea is that the patient goes into the pod and there they can do things like communicate with their caregivers. They can run whatever diagnostic tests they need. They can maybe even get their prescribed meds right then and there in the pod. You can even envision a scenario where the pod's placed on a self-driving vehicle, and then you could order the pod with a smartphone app, and it drives right up to your front door. You climb in and begin the ambulatory care process right there in front of your house. But you can also think about the pod in the figurative sense, where the pod just gives you a way to think about what kinds of new ambulatory technologies do you need and where do you need them? So in this case, the figurative pod could just be a room in the patient's home or a room in the outpatient care setting or even a room in the hospital. That's so interesting. I think Alexa is another intriguing technology you mentioned. How do you envision its use in ambulatory care? So as you know, there are a bunch of smart home speakers around these days, like Alexa and Siri and Google Home and others. 
So for ambulatory care, you can think of them as an example of how an autonomous computer technology can interact with the patient in a normal conversational way. And then when you combine that capability with access to a database of health knowledge, I think it's a way for technology to, for example, begin the patient encounter to help define the patient's current problem and their needs, to answer their questions and educate them and so on. Another very similar technology to this is the mobile app based on an AI-powered chatbot. These are sometimes called symptom checker apps, and there are a lot of them available right now. But they basically work by having you play a game of 20 questions, and then at the end, they diagnose your illness or recommend some next steps. And though they seem kind of simplistic up front, some of them are actually powered by some pretty sophisticated AI-based clinical decision algorithms. But as far as redesigning care go, if you look at some of the statistics, most people, about 80% in one survey I saw, said one of the first things they do when they get sick is they go online and Google their symptoms, right? So you can see that using these types of technologies like Alexa and chatbots really has the potential, I think, to transform the ambulatory patient encounter. Being able to leverage a technology that many already have at home is great, which leads me to another thing people are doing a lot these days, which is at-home remote monitoring. What are some of the innovative techs in this area? So remote monitoring is what I also just call do-it-yourself diagnostics. And there are a lot of really interesting technologies in this area, including a wide variety of things called wearables like smartwatches and fitness bands. And there's also rings and necklaces and various adhesive patches. So using these wearables, you can pretty much collect all of the vital signs and also some other unique parameters too, like heart rate variability and activity level and sleep quality and things like that. Heart rate and pulse ox were some of the first and the easiest parameters you could do this way. Then a lot of wearables added the single lead ECG. And in the very near future, I think you'll also see smartwatches that can do cuffless, non-invasive blood pressure. That's one I think a lot of people will like because these will eventually replace the occlusive cuff technology, which hasn't really changed that much in over 100 years and is at best annoying and sometimes painful. But Samsung, they're already marketing a smartwatch blood pressure app. It's available right now outside of the U.S. And there's also another cuffless blood pressure technology that has an FDA clearance right now for the U.S. market as well. With all the wearables and remote monitoring going on, how do we figure out what to do with all this remotely collected data? That's a good question. It's clear to me that you're going to need some type of automated algorithm, probably AI-based, to do a first pass through the data and flag the important stuff. Otherwise, you're right, I think it's just going to be overwhelming for the clinician to try to sift through all that data during the short time they have in an encounter. We're also working through the issues of clinical utility associated with remote monitoring, like what parameters do you really need to collect and what are their target values for action? So for this, we really need some kind of evidence-based guidelines for the clinical use of wearables. And I think that the remotely collected ECG data for detection of AFib is a pretty good example of one of the first success stories for this kind of paradigm. So how do you think remote monitoring and wearables can impact the future of ambulatory care? Here's one example. When you do a normal in-person office visit, one of the first things they do is take your vitals. So this do-it-yourself technology that we're talking about can do that at home, just like you would normally do in the office visit. So this has the capability, I think, to take that telehealth visit to the next level and to really make it more comparable to an in-person visit. So switching gears, Dr. Joe, you've touched on AI a few times. It is clearly a hot topic, but there's also been a lot of hype around AI in the past. 
Do you think AI is really ready for prime time? I'd say yes. I think AI is coming at healthcare just like it is at most other businesses at a rapid rate of speed. And if a hospital isn't ready for the changes that it brings about, then they're in danger of just getting run over. So for example, in my area involving emerging medical devices, there are now more than 100 AI-based medical devices with FDA marketing clearance since about 2018. And right now, AI-based devices are getting FDA approval at a rate of about three or four a month. And this rate keeps increasing exponentially. So, you know, to get FDA approval, they had to meet certain standards for accuracy and safety and efficacy. So they've at least passed this first hurdle to being ready for prime time. What kind of medical device AI technologies are we talking about? For example, in radiology and diagnostic imaging, AI is now being used to read x-rays for fractures. It's being used to read chest x-rays in COVID. It's being used for CT scans to determine stroke type, and it can analyze retinal images and diabetics. And just recently, I evaluated another AI device for real-time detection of polyps during colonoscopy. Another example is in cardiology with AI for ECG analysis. There are some studies right now that show AI-based algorithms can interpret the ECG as well as or better than a human reader for some different types of arrhythmias. So some of these AI-based ECG apps, when you combine with wearables, are quickly replacing the use of older ambulatory cardiology methods like Holter monitoring, for example. AI technology is fascinating. But, you know, when a lot of people think about the future of healthcare, they think robotics. What is happening now in the field of robotics? I'd say the future of robotics, it's all about developing more autonomous systems. And again, AI is playing a role here too. For example, there are some emerging robotic platforms that can use AI to automatically visualize and then flag a problem. And then the robot can go on a sort of AI-powered cruise control and autonomously start placing sutures or even drawing blood from a vein. Furthermore, if you look at the predicted growth potential of AI in healthcare, the application with the use of AI to control Control robotics is the one area estimated to have the largest market size in the future. So there's definitely a lot of development and potential disruption coming from this area. Wow, there's definitely a lot of cool technology out there, but it's almost overwhelming. What recommendations do you have for hospitals trying to identify, evaluate, and implement these technologies? Well, in general, I think I'd say keep an open mind and maybe even think outside the box a little. I'd say you also need to follow the medical technology trends and to educate yourself on what's out there and then be ready to catch the wave when the timing is right. I'd also say that when implementing a new technology, focus not just on the technology, the bells and the whistles, but on the evidence that show how these can add clinical value, because I think this added value proposition is really the innovation sweet spot. And maybe if you don't have the in-house technology expertise, or if you don't have the budget for new technologies, you might consider partnering with the med tech startups or big med tech companies. Universities are also a good place to find some high tech partners. And lastly, I guess my take-home message here is that the technology-enabled transformation of ambulatory care is pretty much inevitable. I suggest that hospitals consider becoming early adopters so that you can work through the early implementation barriers, and then you'll be better positioned to take advantage as these technologies mature even more. You know, Dr. Joe, it sounds like we're in for a collision of healthcare with science fiction. 
Agreed. In fact, some of the technologies that we just talked about actually borrow directly from science fiction. For example, the Star Trek tricorder, it's the quintessential model for ambulatory remote monitoring. And the Jetsons even predicted telehealth and smartwatches back in the 1960s. I love the Jetsons, and I'm really looking forward to flying cars. Don't forget robotic maids, too. Yes, I definitely could use a Rosie the Robot. Well, that's all the time we have for this edition of Knowledge on the Go. And I'd like to thank Dr. Cummings for speaking with us today. And thank you to our listeners for taking the time to join us. And please look for future Knowledge on the Go podcasts. For Vizient's PI Collaborative's team, I'm Courtney a white Please join us for more Knowledge on the Go. Subscribe today, like us, or send us your comments at picollaboratives at vizientinc.com. Music